0: Hello, my name is Aiden Pitts, and I would like to talk about the recent fall of video games. Um, so, video games from the start were a very unimportant business, kind of pushed to the side, it wasn't a very profitable business either, very simple. Um, mainly due to the fact that technology was nowhere near advanced as today. Over the years, obviously, video games became more popular, way more developed, way more profitable, having right now hundreds of companies making video games and with a massive, massive customer base all over the world. And as things progressed through the past, through the years, games became more complex, bigger in size, being hundreds of gigs, and way more detailed, along with way more money put behind them to make them, uh, as well as need more servers. Uh, there's a lot more online video games now that, than there ever used to be before. So it takes there's a lot of maintenance and a lot of staff to make and run. However, there's been a recent decline in video games over the past few years. The the main points being game quality, in-game purchases, and companies straight up ignoring their customers. So let's let's talk about these. Game quality. Game quality is in my way defined as the way that the customer perceives. Game quality, well, game quality is perceived by the customer as the enjoyment of the game and or how well the game meets the customer's expectations. those expectations may be totally independent to a specific customer but more than likely are made by the customer because of what the game advertised in the trailers or what the devs had promised the game would have or be like and so over the past few years, we've had some, some really good ones. Of course, we had uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which had a very just insane sellout over its first few weeks. Um, great quality game. Literally don't remember any complaints from that anywhere on social media. Um, Modern Warfare. A more recent one the quality of the game was good there were some things that were very unbalanced but the quality overall the expectations and what the game is and what the game was advertised as was fantastic but what about the bad well I'm sure everyone knows about Fallout 76 now, how much of a fallout that was on the market we were promised to have five times the detail and a map four times their previous game which was fallout 4 but what we got was a buggy mess that was in no way shape or form ready for loop for for uh for lease um, there are a multitude of one or two lawsuits against Bethesda for selling a game that was not at all what they advertised and was unplayable. Um, and there's multiple or there's thousands of articles about this, as well as many people who have listed up to, What was it? It was like 300 individual mistakes slash glitches within the game. It it was absolutely abysmal. Uh, I remember a fun fact. uh, Some retail stores were literally selling Fallout 76 for free because no one was buying them. They literally just strapped it to products uh, in that department, which I found very, very funny. Another one that not many people know about, though, was Battlefield 5. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know about Battlefield 5 until it was getting close to Christmas, and I was trying to figure out what in the world I wanted. And then I was like, wait, Battlefield 5 is a thing that's coming out soon? So, what's wrong with Battlefield Five? Well, we're not even gonna talk about the release of the game yet. Why don't you talk about that before it was released? Of course, it had its little pre-debut where it's advertised out to you know all the fanboys and at E three and with a trailer and devs talking about the game. Like uh, many other big games are, the big issue that people had was the false portrayal of, the false depiction of the characters. Battlefield 5 is supposed to be a game revolving around World War Two. I know how original, right? The problem that many players had, or future customers, what would have been future customers, was that in the trailer there were a multitude of, an abundance of women, uh, what was like rustic themed bionicle arms and a bionicle leg along with different races that would have never fought in World War II. Um, they had women on the front lines and just all over the place, which, would, which was never the case in World War II. What people were expecting was a realistic, a semi-realistic portray- uh, depiction of World War II. But, you know, battlefield. And of course, you know, customers were not afraid of uh, showing their opinion towards the company. And a point that I will mention later on is the company straight up ignored them. They didn't care. DICE did not care whatsoever. DICE ended up saying that, you know, they wanted to make this the way that they want it, essentially. When when it comes down to the bare minimum, uh, bare bones, their response was literally just, this is our game, we'll do what we want to. Even though there was great disconcern over DICE's decision, On the false depiction, false realistic depiction of World War II and the people that were in combat in World War II for the game. A quote from one of the devs where we made some decisions on launch timing and key features of the game that we felt would improve the quality of the experience. As a result of these decisions, we struggled to gain momentum and we did not meet our sales expectations for the quarter. Well, of course that you didn't. Your fan base and your future's customers showed concern over you know, things that they didn't like in the game, things that they didn't want and they weren't expecting, and you straight up tell them no this is our game I'm not sure what they expected now back to Fallout 76 there were many things like I said there's like 360 different glitches and mistakes in Fallout 76 but one of the biggest slaps in the face to anyone who bought the game God bless you if you did. I feel bad for you. Um, Was the Atom Shop. Atom Shop. A shop within Fallout 76. In which a player could spend. Real life money. To obtain items in the game. And now we move on to. My second major point. To the decline of gaming. Which is. In game purchases which is literally the exact same thing as in-app purchases for mobile uh, devices. The idea of selling a virtual product to a customer who will spend real life money on said virtual product for a specific game. Now, this isn't all bad, I mean, there's the way that some games do it being just cosmetic related items there's nothing wrong with that it doesn't hinder the game you know some people like the game more than others and will be willing to spend that much money you know however much it is for cosmetics to look cooler or whatever the cosmetic may be however the problem with the cosmetics in today's games is how it is presented in the form of loot crates. I'm not entirely sure I couldn't find when loot crates began to be this just widely accepted concept of selling things to customers. But I will say that the Loot Crates scandal has been taken to court and has been talked about by government officials all around the world. Um, many have, there's many officials who have been pushing to get Loot Crate's banned entirely. Because technically speaking, Loot Crate's is gambling. Loot Crate's have a bunch of items in them you know the better looking ones will have a rarer chance of dropping or for you to get from the loot crate and you know there are tons of other items that most players don't want let's just say they'll have a higher percentage so you are gambling with real life money to obtain virtual items what is the problem with this? well there's a considerable amount of games that are played by a younger audience, uh, such as Fortnite, for example. Fortnite does not have loot grades, But let's mention another one. So uh, even though games have an age restriction, they are not held tightly uh, by the age restriction. Anyone can go buy Modern Warfare, a first-person shooter, which is rated M, 18 and up, and go give it to their five-year-old, which happens a lot. And so it's the idea that underage kids or minors are gambling with real money. And these minors can't walk into casinos, but they can gamble away their money on cosmetic loot crates for virtual items. It's just, and that is the main point for against loot crates and why they should be banned. Personally, I think they shouldn't exist Loot crates have really just permeated their way into almost every single game I know of, especially if it's an online game. Uh, Another thing that I would like to mention about in-game purchases is DLCs. I can't go too far into this because I could sit here talking for Half an hour about how bad DLCs are. But, um, DLCs are just a massive chunk of content that one can spend what is usually a mass, a considerable amount of money. I've seen like $60, $40, $35 just for a DLC. But the biggest problem with this is that many developers, certain developers, Will end up putting what should have been just an update. Into a DLC. And so they'll put all of this good content for the game behind a paywall. And in some cases you can't go any further in the game unless you buy the DLCs. Um, I Like Destiny for example. Most of those DLCs for Destiny should have been, as said by many players, should have been just an update, you know, a content update, but they're all put behind paywalls, meaning so that if you want to go any further in the game, if you want to do anything else, you gotta pay more money, even though you bought the game, you gotta pay more money just to unlock this massive chunk of content. Um, And then we go on to my last point of the tieration of gaming, which is ignoring your customers. I said in my first point about how Battlefield 5 completely ignored their fan base uh, on on changing their depiction of soldiers on the battlefield to a more realistic one, to what, what. World War II would have been like, and of course, DICE completely neglected them, saying that fair representation is more important, and it's our game, we'll do what we want, which ended up failing them miserably and putting them way behind on sales. Another game that I'd like to talk about is Warframe. Warframe is a free game, a what is considered a triple-A free game 100% online tons of content how could this go wrong well in the beginning Warframe did listen to the community quite a lot and this was mainly when Warframe would could not make a steady income that would be able to run the company as well as the company's game Warframe it fell apart once Warframe started to dip into the more, how do I say it? Just more of an evil way of of getting money out of their players. They began to add more more tenogen items, which is cosmetics that you have to pay money for, as well as you know increasing the amount of items that you can get from the market if you were to spend money on the game which in hindsight isn't a bad thing because it is a free game it is a triple-a game as considered by many massive online platform It you know amazing however it becomes the he really tips into a concerning idea when Warframe fails to Provide what they had promised and to fix the things that they were working on. For example, uh, there was a project called Railjack that the Warframe devs were working on. And because they wanted to release this stuff early, which they did, they ended up rushing it and it had tons of bugs. It was not fun. It was super grindy, players having to spend like 12, 15 hours just to grind the materials, to even be able to use the Railjack system, which was rushed and super buggy as it was. And the worst thing was it took about half a year, half half almost a year, to half a year to fix all the bugs and the grindiness of the Railjack system, which at that point, nobody cared because they forced something out, they failed to fix it and ignored it and started working on other products instead of fixing what they had just released, making it completely useless. No one cared about it anymore. Warframe is a game that I've been playing for quite a while, and it shows time and time again as a recent Warframe, instead of providing things that are actually beneficial to the player, or even new players for that matter of fact, it's still insanely complicated to learn the game and how to do all these complicated, and how to use all these complicated systems. But instead of, you know, make it more appealing to a new player, they're... Making new systems that actually would increase the amount of things that, you know, their already existing players can whip out their wallet for. Why do companies ignore their customers, their player base? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I have a link to a Cora, a little forum on Cora.com, where a guy really goes down into detail as to tons of methods and, you know, ideas of what he thinks is going on with the gaming industry and why they ignore their players. Is proven time and time and time again to hurt companies, hurt the company's games for ignoring their players. It doesn't matter what platform it's based off of. It could be on mobile, it can be PC or console, or I don't know, even the Nintendo Switch. It doesn't matter as long as that game gets updates. Even not even that. I mean, there's single player games that have also been messed up quite a lot. Um, it is, it's just, it's always hurt the game. Sometimes the game is completely irrelevant and useless, you know, it, it, it doesn't thrive at all. It doesn't make any actual profit for the gaming company even though it had just been released, such as Fallout 76. Didn't go anywhere at all. I hope this was a good podcast. Have a good day.